Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. Hello, hello. And we are joined by the uh, co uh, creators and team that has led us all in the dagger challenge the 2022 youtube knife maker dagger challenge on youtube we have aaron lee and dennis tyrell good evening hey guys hello hello, hello. hello. all right then what do you have for us an idea like a ghost according to the common notion of ghosts must be spoken to a little before it will explain itself uh, okay the, an, a, an idea like a ghost must be spoken to a little before it will explain itself is that the gist of it that's yeah an idea like a ghost according to the common notion of ghosts must be spoken to a little before it will explain itself my what i got apparently is charles dickens i don't know or just oh, as okay. dickens so it could be like bob dickens i don't know <laughs> but um bob dickens <laughs> I, edgar Allan poe then <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah um yeah no i i kind of like it's like you're talking to the idea you can't Obviously, you can't just let it sit in your head. We know this. Right. It won't go anywhere. You kind of have to speak it into existence and speak it to someone else. So I guess what that's kind of what they mean, yeah. out in the open, like summon it forth so someone can hold you accountable. And I was just thinking about the idea of the knife challenges and that type of stuff and all these new things that are now successful. It's great. Someone had to start and, and speak it out into the open to get a, get a response. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good. Just also just the like fleshing out an idea until, you know, you have this kind of spark and it seems exciting. And, and then when you get excited enough to like let it out, then mm -hmm. other people can take that spark and help you like create, like kindle a fire, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, and that obviously as an example is something that like you and I do often when we're recording together in the shop. You know, we'll we'll call you know what we call figuring. You know, like Just work something out. Like, what are we doing? How about this? This we'll kind of work it out together. I guess that's the benefit of having two people we can kind of troubleshoot together. And that's also something that's been really nice about having the Slack channel with all the knife makers, which we've had since the beginning. And even like even though we didn't um, participate in the in the Bowie Knife Challenge, we were still part of that whole conversation and just that kind of flow of information and talking and and openness. You know, all these things that we've had these ideas and like 
instead of just being, you know, in your own mind and working through it and trying to, you know, being able to put it out there. What do you guys think? And then you get all this feedback from all these people who you respect and you like what they do. And like, it makes a huge difference. It's been really nice. Yeah. The, it's, the Slack channel is like the most unexpected and important part of this challenge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I now I didn't listen to our last podcast again. So which Dennis or Aaron, which one spoke it into existence first and then started going back and forth about how to get it done? That was Aaron. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was originally my idea and I approached Dennis about doing a competition and that's how it started was just a friendly competition between the two of us. Mm -hmm. And it went really right. well and we both had a blast. I think we just had so much fun with it. We both we both had an aha moment where we realized, hey, I think other people would enjoy this. Mm -hmm. How right. can we make this happen? Yeah. Yeah, and that uh, I mean, I think that just like realizing that, you know, and there's lots of people who've done um, collaborations and things like that, you know, but when you, when you call it a challenge, then you, you get hype around the fact that there are different people who are competing against each other. But like most, you know, sports or anything where you're competing against it, there's a camaraderie that's built within those challengers. You know, like a lot of people talk about the forged and fire um, that we don't see what's on the back end of fortune fires that those like four or however many competitors they're like staying together for however long that is, you know, the week or whatever it is that they're doing that. And they, they become really close. So they have this whole like behind the scenes relationship that's built up in this, you know, competitive environment. And I think that's one of the interesting things about this, that, you know, it, people, what people don't see, the viewers don't see is that we're all like the entire time talking and, you know, showing pictures of what we're working on and getting feedback and we're all helping each other build toward this end goal of putting out something that will generate views and generate like conversation and, you know, build everyone up together, which has been, that's, that's like, a, like you said, Dennis, that's like the most unexpected, re, you know, the thing that was unexpected that's been really nice about it. Yeah. Um, so why are we here today, Dustin? <laughs> and Dennis and Aaron. Yeah, so so we reached out to uh, Dennis and Aaron. I reached out to both you guys a couple weeks ago and asked if you wanted to um, come on the podcast and do the reveal again. So we wanted to have Dennis and Aaron on to help us to reveal the winners of the knife challenge. Now, the cool thing about this time around is that um, you guys had the idea to, like, let's push a, um, a viewer challenge as well. So we had viewers make knives um, when we released the video about about the uh, the knife challenge and introducing it, we kind of also introduced some information about how viewers could uh, compete as well. And so they had to they had to create a dagger, but they also had to incorporate a um, a mosaic pin. So can you tell us a little bit about that about that whole how that happened and um, and like how like the the uh, like how the pin came into existence? How that how that all come into existence was that was that you, Dennis, that came up with that, or Aaron, or both of you? 100% Dennis. Yeah, that, that was, I, I really wanted to get, honestly, I saw Matt Gentry, um, his, his challenge was such a hit because friends of mine were in it, like that was such a hit. So I thought, we got to do that for this one. We got to get the viewers involved so they can participate. And right. then I thought, but I don't want people submitting 
it's just it's our our challenge was so open it's just dagger i didn't want people submitting things from like a year ago two years ago like i wanted to make sure it was something new so that's why i wanted them to incorporate something that we specify and that's where i said okay i called i contacted a few guys and got them to make a uh, companies and then I, I found one and they made a custom pin with a little dagger in it that's just cool. for us hmm. uh, and then that's what people had to use and, and put it in the, in the in the dagger so yeah, I think it worked out pretty well yeah no, that's a good idea I didn't think about that I just kind of figured like it was a cool way to make you know I think all the, the viewers feel like they were part of something by incorporating that thing that made it specific to the challenge but yeah that makes sense like how do you how do you keep it from people just showing anything right because <laughs> like, right. all they had to do was just to to apply or whatever to be a part of the competition was just to give us the image right so it was like as long as you had an image of your dagger but yeah incorporating that yeah makes sense i mean lo- <laughs> looking at the pictures i don't know if i would have believed some of the daggers that were submitted were actually created for this challenge that are so good yeah, yeah. they yeah. were they were some of them are real like really good like yeah, a lot yeah. of most of them were really really good there's a couple you know people are probably just new in it wanted to give it a shot and yeah, kudos right. to them yeah absolutely yeah, yeah no there i was super impressed by by the daggers that were were presented and you know also the fact that, that some people like made videos and like made their own things for the dagger which is just super cool like what a great way to incorporate and like Devin, you and i were talking last week about you know, the possibility of using that as part of an incentive for people to, um, you know, if, if you participate in the viewer challenge, then maybe you, that person who wins the viewer challenge then is like invited to be a part of the overall dagger challenge for the, or the, the, um, the you know, the knife, the, the, ne- the next knife challenge. Um, and I know De- Dennis, you reached out and you'd said that you had heard that and thought that was kind of a cool idea. And I thought that was, you know, I know we were just kind of like spitballing ideas, which we usually do. And, but, um, I think yeah, that might I mean, be interesting and a great way to like bring somebody up on YouTube if they want to try to start. Sure. And if they wanted to try to start it, then, you know, this is like a, you know, this is the YouTube Kickstarter now. So Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, well, you so, got that right. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and, you know, like you said, what, a be- what better way than just showing with a range of people from like Blackbeard, you know, with two and a half million subscribers down to our newest, but everyone, everyone's audience. So you have this audience of millions of viewers, millions and millions of viewers who are watching this all together and seeing your, like your name pop up, you know, that's um, one thing that I always thought was kind of cool. Like early on when we started YouTube and even before YouTube, when, when a big channel would like shout out a small channel and they would get like this boost. And it was like early on, I was like, Oh man, how do we, how do we like, link up with somebody who can give us a boost, you know, or like, you know, push us along. And, and I think what a cool way to be able to do that with a bunch of different people. And that way we can all work together. Everyone boosts everybody up. That's, yeah. that's funny. And, and exactly. That, no, nobody's riding on anybody's coattails. We're all right. coming together to support each other. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, we're going to talk about that later because that is the, the core theme of these challenges and why we're making some of the decisions that we're going to talk about later right that core reason yeah yeah exactly um and so so dennis you um you won the first and the second challenge um so (laughs) everyone's been like fighting to fighting to like to displace dennis from the top um 
I know that, uh, so we've all been, you know, we've all been showing and trying to think of different ways to, uh, to beat you out. Can you tell us a little bit about your first go at the dagger challenge before you had to uh, rethink what you were going to do and uh, do a second version of this? <laughs> sure. And I had posted a video on my challenge on the, uh, on my channel rather. Um, so in most, most people that watch my channel know that I've done a bunch of copper, um, you know, some of my big videos are the, the copper layered constructions, the copper Damascus, whatever you want to call yeah. it. So I've had at least a couple hundred people say, could you do this with gold? And oh, wow. I really wanted to do it. Um, and then finally for this challenge, I'm like, I'm going to do it. And uh, I looked up the price of gold and to do 24 karat gold would have cost me five grand. Jeez. So I backed <laughs> off and picked 10 karat gold and I did a layered construction with gold. Yeah. And I was all, I was so high, I had it all forged out. I even posted it in our Slack channel. Hey guys, look at this. <laughs> and then I put it in the, I jinxed myself. And then I put it in the surface grinder. I did two passes and it split right down the gold. Mm. <laughs> so it just didn't. And I, I actually managed to get a dagger out of it, but it just right. was not the quality that I would want for the challenge. Can I, right. can I, can I ask how much money or how much less was the 10 carat than 24? It was tw two grand. Okay. That makes sense. Why did it split? Did it split because the gold is soft and you had the the forces of the steel no. pulling against it, or did no, you just? Like... I, I just I didn't have it. I didn't have it. Um, I don't think I was so afraid of over. And here, to me, this is counterintuitive. But twenty-four karat gold has a melting point just over nineteen hundred. Mm -hmm. Ten karat gold has a melting point of like sixteen fifty. Mm. I thought it would be the other way around, so I actually right. had to do this in my oven, and. I was so afraid of melting the gold out that I don't think I actually got it hot enough. Because when I did it the second time, um, I, I cranked it to 1700 and, and it was fine. But I had so delaminations from the first go. So right. is there, um, so I guess you had footage of the build up until then. <laughs> yeah, th this is the worst part. And then I'm a dumbass, and uh, in cleaning up my drive, because I have, like, drive OCD, I accidentally deleted the footage. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. The dagger that wasn't meant to be. Right. And, and wait, right. and you didn't have it on the card that you shot it with still? No, no, because I recycle cards. Damn. I mean, I do too, but I, I usually try, and that's the one reason, I usually try to keep the the footage of the thing I haven't done still on a card as the backup but obviously there's a million ways it, to back it was so much footage over so many hours that i don't even have cards uh, that big. yeah yeah but Dang. you want to know the silver lining of this i have a patron who has a patreon member patron yep. who is saying they're going to front the money for me to try this again for 24 whoa characters. whoa man. as long as they get the knife Oh, okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, I get the video out of it. Right. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. That's so you're like, you're it, like, I want the, I want the good stuff if you're paying. Yeah. <laughs> it, there will be a redemption. So stay tuned. Right. All right. Yeah. Man, that's was, crazy. That's yeah. Cool. Damn. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, how can you make a video out of the broken thing? I mean, you still could, you still could 
like trying to repair a broken gold knife or mm-hmm. or you could go somewhat with that angle or you'll have the redemption video and that might just be it yeah i'll probably show it in the redemption video and then say you know move into the new one so yeah we'll see yeah that's crazy um so so then like you had to go from that into your second attempt so can you tell us a little bit about your second attempt the one that just the actual video that you that you posted sure so i wanted to for my it was going to be some kind of damascus i wanted it kind of a complicated damascus and i'd never done nickel before so i wanted pure nickel in the blade right so i wanted a lot of contrast and of course I'm a huge fan of like black. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted right. black and silver. So that was the theme of the knife was black and silver. Uh, so there's a lot of black and silver, like everyone's seen the, the, the ripples down the center of the blade, the, yeah. the gold, the, I mean, the silver inlay in the handle. So the silver inlay and in all the fittings. So I wanted to do gold, I mean, black and silver. Nice. That's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love, I mean, I love the, yeah, so the um, all the fittings being like that dark is really nice. What's so what's the what's the steel that's all your fittings that are made of that you got such a nice dark? Uh, they're all mild steel. Oh, okay, and but they're your, they're they're hot black. Yeah, they're, uh, they're hot. Black. Oh, you actually have, oh, okay. So it's hot salt. Gotcha. What's what's that process? Um, you, I mean, and the the salt's actually not even that expensive. It's like whatever you can get set up for a hundred bucks. Um, and then you're just heating it to about 290 degrees and okay. um, just boiling the fittings in there after you use a special cleaner. And you're boiling the fittings in that for 15, 20 minutes and then bringing them out, immersing them in water to get all the stuff off of it. And then it's, it's actually really durable um, finish. Nice. Um, and it's pretty much jet black and it's got a nice shiny, glossy finish to it. So it's really nice. So- Yes, yeah, so after you pull it off, pull it out and wash it off, you don't have to do anything else to it that has that like shine to it, that black, nope. that glossy black. Nope. Man, that's nice. I gotta look into yeah. that. <laughs> that's it's, sweet. <laughs> it's it's the same process Kyle Royer uses, and that's where I got it. I use slightly gotcha. different chemicals, but um, that's most of my inspiration comes from his channel for a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, so he's got some crazy stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> sweet. Um, all right, Aaron, I want to move over to you. So you were like in your video you could tell that you were really excited about this build and how like how nice everything turned out um and um the one thing that i love and had to like figure out um what it was i'm trying to pull up the picture real quick that's on starting it was the uh the handle that handle material is crazy and then i mean all of it like the 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 blade the guard the handle material, and then also the really cool sheath you made. So, so tell us a little about your knife, <laughs> a little bit about everything. <laughs> well, I think you'll see that pretty much everything that I build, I have that same enthusiasm, and and that comes from from a unique perspective on how I, I run my shop here. I only build what I'm inspired to build. Right. So every single piece that I make has that kind of inspiration. You know, when I set out to make it. This entire build started with that handle material. I had a guy in Russia send me that fossilized woolly mammoth tusk. And I just instantly, I said, this is for the dagger challenge. And the reason is because it was 
concentric circles in that tusk. So I wanted the, the eye of the tusk to be in the center of a handle. And it would really only work on a dagger handle. Any other type yeah. of knife, you're not going to get that, that, that symmetry from side to side. Right. Yep. yep. A symmetrical handle. Nice. Exactly. And I knew that I didn't want a round handle on, on a dagger. I like a handle that indexes in your hand. So mm -hmm. if it's dark and you pick it up, you know exactly where the cutting edge is by the way it indexes in your hand. Nice. <laughs> so, you know, so the, yeah, so yeah, is so the... the when he sent it to you, was it already like stabilized and in the resin that it's in, or whatever yeah. it is? Okay. Yeah, gotcha. absolutely. That's a probably between a two to four hundred dollar piece of material that they yeah, sent me, just basically uh, for free. Like, hey, you for know, free. Use this in one of your projects. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Those yeah. are there. There are definitely some benefits about you know doing fun stuff online and having people watch it. They're like, yeah, what do you, how about try this? I'm like, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like it would be more expensive than that. I don't know how much mammoth tusk there is laying around. It's got to be less than gold. Actually, right? there's a tremendous amount of mammoth tusk really? coming yeah. out of Russia right now. Yeah, the permafrost is, is uh, thawing out and they're finding it everywhere. In fact, people are finding mammoth tusks right here in Kansas City where I live. If you walk the riverbanks after a big storm, what? guys find full mammoth tusks uh, just poking out of the riverbanks. That's crazy. <laughs> Who knew? Crazy. It, it, the, stu the stuff that is like solid white, that stuff, yeah. like, because I've seen Kyle Royer um, do a whole thing on like when he purchased it, he purchased mm -hmm. like half a tusk. He spent thousands and thousands of dollars yeah like, it's pretty it's pretty rare to get a solid piece that hasn't delaminated between the layers that would be right. called the interior ivory yeah. and and even then it's more closer to the tip of the tusk that you might find something solid because when you get back towards the larger portions of the tusk it's hollow right oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's crazy so that so, yeah i mean that being like what is that like three and a half inches or so across four inches like yeah the diameter it, of it it's at least four and a half inches yeah. and that being relatively solid being close out to the end yeah, that's pretty impressive i can imagine the size yeah. of that mammoth you know and now so it's, that was the inspiration yeah you know for the for the whole dagger and i just i wanted to do the handle material justice i drew lots of blade shapes and you know honestly my wife she she basically came to me and she was like listen everything you make looks the same and i was like no it doesn't everything i make is different but in her eyes everything is the same right. so i thought i need to do something wildly different with this and uh that's when i decided to do the chris kind of yeah. blade shape or the flamber shape i'd never never even dreamed of doing it so it was something wild it was something different and i had no idea how difficult it was going to be. I spent oh so much time grinding and filing and sanding that blade. It was just wild. <laughs> I can't even I can't like, like, I, 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 you know, I ground the, the, um, what's it called? The kukri, you know, and that curve on the kukri was really hard to get that the way I liked it. The, the bevel, the top of the bevel, like, so how did you even do that? Did you do it? You use like thinner belt, or what did you do to grind? No, it? I used the two by seventy-two with the flat platen. Um, 
yeah, of, of course, all the viewers want to see how to do this. And I told everybody <laughs> I was going to release these videos. Yeah, you did. I know. Everybody's I <laughs> chomping at the bit, but I didn't want to have an edge in the mm. challenge by releasing multiple videos. So, so they're going to start this Sunday, by the right way. Nice, um, nice. You're going to get to see exactly how I did it. But I really used the edge of my flat platen. So I just made sure to never come up against the platen squarely and I just drug the piece off of the edge to do the entire grind. Jeez. That's crazy. So did you like, you have the belt just hanging off the edge a little bit so you can like clean or was it just... Exactly. Okay. Just have yeah. the belt off the edge just a little bit and I had a constant drag motion pulling the blade across it to never let it dwell in right. any certain area. Yeah, because that's the yeah, hardest yeah. part about, yeah, when you hit an edge or if you're not holding your blade perpendicular to the platen, then you get you know, ridges because you're basically doing a single vertical line that's cutting. So you have to keep right. moving. That's crazy. Exactly. That's right. yeah. That's if, if Dustin wanted to do something like that, I would, I would spit in his face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not staying around. I'm not hanging around for this. No, we'd set up the GoPro and I'd be like, I'll see you in two days. Right. Well, here, here's the deal. In these competitions, I pull out all the stops. I mean, yeah. I'm in it to win it. And if I don't, you know, place in the top, that's perfectly fine. But I know in my heart that I gave it my all. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. No, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a killer knife. Um, I was right. Listen, the beginning of your, uh, your video, you're like, I don't want to do like a long video to take up everyone's time. And I was like, is that an attack on us? Cause we do long <laughs> videos. <laughs> well, we're sorry. Ours is 35 minutes long and you're just going to pepper yours out in pieces. Mine was almost no. that long, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually thought that was brilliant when you said that straight off the bat. I was like, oh, that's brilliant, you know. Well, but. it really didn't work. You know, I, I found my viewer retention was really only at about four and a half minutes, which is yeah, which is par. You know, right. that's par for the course on my channel. It was about four and a half minutes is, is about what I get out of viewers on average. So I don't know if it was good or bad, but uh, it did spark a lot of comments. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, oh, that's good yeah that's right. good yeah you would think you know if you're like all right this is only going to be you know i mean i guess they can see the time anyway so you know they already know that it's going to be 15 minutes long or however long it is you know so who, but like, even like, even that who starts short a video and just stops that's so weird well even the even <laughs> a, even the relatively i guess short video for maybe making knives wasn't your video was it like nine minutes or something aaron yeah it was just over the eight minute mark so that i could get my ad yeah okay yeah yeah so it's i mean that's still in some eyes is a long youtube video yes you know? yeah, it so, really is so, a long video so if people could sit there for 10 minutes that's or even half what you said like four minutes or whatever that's still half a video that's that's pretty good i think so uh, i think that's sad it's sad. <laughs> you know, well, with all these shorts and, and, and yeah. shortening everybody's attention spans, if you can yeah. get somebody to hang out for mm. two minutes, I think you're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have to do hour long videos just to get people to stay for 10 minutes. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that percentage up. <laughs> nice. Um, so, I think, did you tell me about the sheath? Because I love the sheath too. Oh, okay. Real quick on, on that, I actually built the sheath out of curly maple, and it was a gorgeous piece of wood. I mean, this is 5A grade curly maple, yeah. and uh, I hollowed it out, and I put pig skin on the inside of it, and I wanted it to be white like the handle, so I, I threw a, uh, oh. uh, a real clear finish on it, and it turned yellow. 
Oh, no. And, and I was pretty disgusted with it, so I sanded it completely off, and I used a different type of oil finish, and it turned it yellow. So oh I sanded gosh. it completely off. And these are oil finishes, so I had to sand down quite yeah, a bit of material right. to get back to raw material. And at that point, I tried a uh, lacquer finish, and it turned it yellow. Sanded it back off and tried a polyurethane finish, and it turned it yellow. So then I was fed up and dyed it black. <laughs> You're yeah. like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> well, I said if if I sand it off again, there's going to be no sheath left. <laughs> you know, yeah, I so. I had a a funny moment. I was watching, um, watching. I think the end of your video. I kind of speed watched as many as I could, um, but I'm watching the end. I had a dumb moment. I'm. It's like you skip forward kind of towards the end because you didn't show the, the sheath, right? You had the quicker video. You didn't go to detail. For a second, I thought that was your blade. I was like, wait, he wrapped it in – because it was so dark. Like I thought – I was like, did he give up on the the curvy knife? I was like, what happened? And I was like, oh, duh, it's the sheath. Like, I was like – I was embarrassed, but, you know, um, it, it, looks, it looks very nice. Well, see, I'm a firm believer – that a knife isn't complete without a sheath. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. True that. Yeah, and that's we're that's definitely we're gonna do a video of making um, a sheath for it. And I've had a couple people suggest this, and something that I was thinking about is doing a like with some of the some of the sheaths for Dirks they have uh, incorporated a small knife and small fork yeah. that slide into like pockets on the outside. So I'm thinking we might do something like that because um, I just think that's a cool. Like the the Scottish Dirk is such a utilitarian tool. It was used for all sorts of stuff, and to have that on there as well, you know, it's like a one stop shop for what you might need if you were going anywhere. You know, have the fork and the knife attached to it. So, yeah, I got a suggestion though for you, um, uh, Aaron. If you if you want a really white wood, you could try holly. Holly is really white. It's okay. like the whitest wood there is. I mean, it's not. Um, it's not, it doesn't have a ton of grain. It's very plain. So it might just look like, you know, just a basic, I mean, it has some grain in it, but it's really uh, simple, but it's really white. I actually made a, uh, a magic wand for my daughter for her 11th birthday, which is when she would have been getting her uh, Hogwarts um, letter in the mail if she were going, if she were a witch and going to Hogwarts. So, so for her birthday, I made her a wand made out of holly and it's, it's still, I mean, you know, it, it's obviously aged some over time because of just holding it and stuff, but it's held its white really well. That's awesome. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely keep that. Yeah. This particular piece of wood, I'm really baffled why it kept turning yellow because it was a leftover piece from a competition rifle stock that I'd made. And oh, it wow. came out perfectly white. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's why I chose this piece of white maple. It was just gorgeous. But I, oh, I, like I said, I, I don't know. It was probably because I was down to the last day for oh, the challenge to, to do the filming. And it was like, uh, you know, just Murphy's had law. to resand it and resand yeah. it and then resand it and then resand it. Oh, <laughs> when, I did the, when, I, when I took the video, it was still wet. <laughs> nice that's awesome yeah we uh the morning the morning of let's see i guess the last day that we shot because i went up to uh vermont to visit my in-laws over over the um 
Easter holiday at spring break. The, the, the last day where we shot all like the running stuff, running down the hill with the dogs and all, and, you know, doing the, like the, the battle cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was on like that morning we had, I finished up all like probably two hours of the handle. Like, cause that's, that was the last thing I was doing was just grinding and carving the handle and doing all the detail work. And then we stained it and oiled it and put it all together. And then I was like, all right, I'm heading upstairs. I'll change into my costume, put in, put on the more makeup and then go out and shoot that. So yeah, definitely I love that. that. <laughs> well, it's funny cause, um, we had mentioned it in a podcast a while back. And uh, I'd kind of half forgotten about it, but then Dennis, you commented at some point in one of my on one of the Instagram posts or something. You were like, "I can't wait until you do that, like, you know, Braveheart scene running down the hill." And I was like, "Oh yeah, the Braveheart scene. That's what a great idea. I forgot all about it." <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And Devin, like, he's just laying down on the grass, you know, watching me come over the hill, and our daughter is there holding on to the two dogs, you know, just kind of over the crest. And then I would start running and then I'd start screaming. And as I would start screaming, she would let them go and they'd run up behind me. And there was always like this kind of delay. So at one point we're like, we'll go ahead and let them go a little early. So I like took off and she basically let them go right away. And they both just ran like faster past me. And then I guess Luna, the beagle was like, oh, we're really far ahead. So she just turns around and like bites Toby's face and just, and the great Pyrenees and drags him sideways right across Devin's path. And they passed, they passed you with him like, inches oh i thought <laughs> yeah i thought i was done I, I i barely had time to put my head down a little bit i'm still on the camera up head down and i was i was bracing and nothing happened i was just like oh, oh man <laughs> well it certainly came out great on camera it yeah did. it was a good scene yeah, and that was fun we did um how do you what'd you do for that slow motion dev what do you mean because because i know it's different than like some of the other slow motions we've done with the with the camera like then you do it a little differently you uh, like a different speed or something oh something. yeah well to in that camera specifically you have to drop it down to low resolution which is 1080 oh, which is right. you know decent so i dropped it down to 1080 and then you can't do um uh 10-bit color and stuff like that you have to degrade it a lot or relatively a lot but it's kind of looks like film anyway if you have a little bit of that like 1080 grain kind of like it kind of looked like old film and then i you know i put you know a couple filters on it and did a little stuff here and there to make it look like film and it, it turned out really nice yeah so were you shooting at 120 frames a second i think it's 180 oh gotcha so does your camera shoot in volume when you shoot at high frame rate yes Oh, wow. uh, it, it, yeah, it, it'll do, it's a full frame camera. So, but it, I think it only shoots at like 60 frames or something like that. And if I'm shooting at 24, you know, it kind of slows it down two and a half times, which is good for our normal slow-mo is just like two times. That's right. That's, and that, that's nice enough to get a nice look and smooth, smooth painting shots in and out and, and that, that type of thing. But this, I was like, I was sitting there for a while cause I'd never shot anything that slow. And I was almost like. Well, just get out your iPhone and we'll like shoot it on whatever. But yeah, then I right. finally figured out how to do it and, and set it up and it, it looked great. So yeah, it's, that was fun. Yeah. We got, a, we got a, you know, that obviously I think generated the most comments <laughs> on the channel, <laughs> on our video, which, Hey, whatever, whatever it takes, you know, cause that, that type of uh, interaction is what really pushes. Yeah. And the, the look on your face coming down the hill, you, know, you, you put, uh, 
<laughs> you put your heart into that. Uh... <laughs> I, did. I did. So actually, like, I think the first or second one, I'm like running, and I'm screaming, you know, ah, like, like I was giving it my all because I wanted it to really look right, you know. So I was like yelling, like, ah, like holding it above my head, and uh, I walk back up the hill, and my daughter goes. You screamed a lot higher than I thought you would. <laughs> I was like, "Well, now I'm self-conscious about it." <laughs> screaming like a girl. <laughs> screaming all low now. Whoa. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm just running down the hill and screaming, like trying to. I was like, I wonder if you know if it would be different if you're like in a in a battle situation if you're standing in a line of people and you're yelling at people like to come towards you. If well, it's different no. than running and screaming. You know? Those high notes are the ones that take all the breath, all the. You know, you you don't do low notes loudly. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're trying to hit those high notes, you're you're pushing a lot of air out. So you're gonna you're gonna go up there anyway. Um, <laughs> so before we announce, uh, I guess should we do the the main one first, or should we do the viewers first? I don't know. Let's I think, do the viewers first. Yeah, I okay. say we do the viewers first. Um, yeah. before we do that, what was each of your and Dustin, you two, we, you can all go the inspiration for the style. I know you kind of talked about it, but what was like the spark for the style of dagger that you did? Um, uh, Dennis, you want to go first? Um, it, it, I knew when, when we were talking about dagger and it had first come up and I put the word, why don't we do a dagger? I already knew what kind of dagger I wanted to do because right. to me, Quillian dagger is like, it's the dagger for me. Like that is, it's the one in the master bladesmith ABS test. It's like, yep. it's, it is the pinnacle of dagger for me. Mm. So I knew that's what I was going to do. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I had no, no idea about that. Uh, dust. You go. Sure. Um, so when I, when we first started thinking about dagger, um, at some point, I forget, and I can't remember who it was now, but I saw someone post on Instagram. They posted a, it might have been a dagger, maybe, or just a, a regular knife, but it was all um, fully forged, like pommel, handle, guard, blade. Again, like, it wasn't, it wasn't um, like Lynn Ray, but it was someone else who had this, like, the whole thing was all one piece of steel. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And I thought, like, what a cool way to practice more bladesmithing and try to see if I could forge out, you know, forge out something relatively clunky and then grind down to something pretty nice and have it all be one piece, the entire thing. And then I would try like different types of grinding or etching or different types of, you know, bluing on different parts of it to make it stand out, but have it all one piece of steel. Um, so I had that idea in mind, and then the more I thought about it, the closer we got to the time that we were going to film, I, I kept running into these different like things that were that were inhibiting me. Like to do that, um, you either have to be like a really good smith who can control hammers really well, which I'm not, because I mean that's something I still just do for a hobby, or have a lot of tooling to really help you, um, which I also don't have. And so I started looking at different tooling. I started looking at guillotine tools and different, you know, and like I don't have a press or a hammer. So it's not like I have that to assist to control the shape of the steel. So, um, you know, I could have probably figured out a way to do it, but it just really like the more I thought about it, the more things I was trying to look into and to do it well, it just put it out of the realm of what I felt comfortable doing for the first time on camera. Um, yeah. 
so then I was like, and then before I kind of just turned that idea off, I think I saw, I had this, um, a while ago, I did some drawings of a ski and do, which is like a, a Celtic belt or a, um, like a, a sock knife or a boot knife. Um, and I thought about that doing, a, you know, that for a, for a video a while back. And so I saw that sitting on my dresser, the drawing that I had of it, a real quick sketch. And I was like, oh, I could do that. And I was like, well, and then I kind of like hesitated. And then I was like, oh, how about a Dirk? You know, how about the next thing up? So then I started looking at more Dirks and, you know, I wanted to do that just because with our, with our ancestry of Irish and Scottish and Celtic and, you know, like Swedish and, you know, Finnish and German, there's a lot of that, you know, that whole like Northern European, you know, like British Isles and stuff in this. So um, I just thought that'd be really fun. And, it, you know, it relates back to our own history. And I like the idea of doing something that would probably be something that, that no one else did, you know, because I'm, I don't make Damascus and, you know, I, although I've made a decent amount of knife making videos, it's still not really what I, you know, I love doing it. It's fun, but you know, it's not what I do all the time. I do a lot of different stuff. So I knew I wasn't going to be doing Damascus and I wasn't going to be doing something probably really crazy over the top. So I was like, well, what can I do that's different that I can push myself and do something kind of fun with some new things in it. Um, but it would be different enough that it would stand out from the crowd, from the rest of the 19 knife makers. So that's why I decided to go with the Dirk. Yeah, and you already had the kilt, so you're halfway there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what the I, I think anyway. you you picked that just so you could do that scene running down the hill. Absolutely, gotcha. yeah. I was like, yeah, I just saw them run down the hill with their weapons, and I was like, I want to make a weapon and do that. I mean, that, that two VHS uh, Braveheart set was a staple in our childhood, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you absolutely kilt it. Hey! Coming <laughs> in hot. Um, so, uh, Aaron, what was your inspiration? Well, to be honest with you, I guess I was just trying to stand out. You know, I mean, there, that's the reality is, is when we have these challenges, there's so many good knives. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it, if you just go on Google and look up the term dagger, you see the same images over and over and over. And I just, I didn't want to do something that's when you think dagger that you would you know see it right and if you look at our daggers through this competition i don't think anybody's dagger really fit yeah. uh in the in the realm of this is a dagger in fact i bet you every single video got a comment that was that's too long to be a dagger or <laughs> you know yeah. um that's not a dagger that's not a traditional dagger because everybody i think was striving to be different, was striving to put something out that was, you know, unique and individual. And, and that's really where, what my inspiration for this was. Nice. I, I think Eric wins that for the most unique dagger. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that double, that, uh, what's, uh, Darth Maul <laughs> double yeah. dagger. Yeah, Darth Maul, or a Klingon war. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> dagger. My wife, my wife, uh, was like, I that's such a cool dagger, but she cannot stand the handle material. That red giraffe bone, she's like, it just looks like plastic. And I was like, yeah, but it's not plastic. <laughs> she was like, I don't know. But yeah, that's, that's so cool, man. Yeah. 
yeah that's and i think i think equally people who got you know the same comments of like why it's not a dagger probably just as equally they got oh what a cool idea like what a different type of dagger you're doing you know like i got tons of people saying that like oh, this is cool you know like i'm glad that you chose something that's something different from like the typical dagger that we all see or we all know about yeah right yeah. well that's why we don't put uh, restrictions on these challenges if every right. if we put a whole bunch of restrictions and everybody b had to build within you know the, the certain profile then it wouldn't be fun to watch 19 videos exactly. right exactly yeah. yeah and i think that's I think that that's that also that like is like the benefit to all of the the you know the challengers that we all have that mindset of like okay what are we going to do something that stands out a little different um and push, you know, push what what is what a dagger can be, or push our ability and try to do something that's a little bit different, um, just right. to like make it interesting. Because that's the thing too. It's like the more people we add to it, the more you have to do that to make it stand out. Because not only are there already probably tons of other dagger videos online in general, and there's tons of other knife making videos as well. And then when 19 of us all put out the same thing at the same time, it's like how are you going to stand out? How are you going to get the views? Other than the people who are watching all of them just because there's a, a like a a moral ethic there saying like oh i should watch them all before i just vote on one but how are you going to convince people to watch you know 19 yeah. videos uh in in the span of like two weeks but um but i think yeah i think that you know all of us pushing to try to do something interesting and fun and different and just or the level of of you know specificity or dedication or like degree of um level of craftsmanship if you will you know like how 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 high do we push that to make it something interesting to watch and either blow people away with something different or with something that's like so well done or so well thought out that they, it makes it interesting to follow along yeah right. and if you run out of ideas i mean you could also do something where not like not necessarily unlike the pin thing is you just send everyone the same one thing to work with Right. And then everyone has to go off like, oh, this is you have to use this uh, corn, yeah. corn or this piece of wood or this round piece of brass, whatever. And then everyone, they can do anything, but you have to add that into it. Interesting. Right. That's not a bad That's idea. Not. Yeah. To do like a challenge based off of a certain type of material. Because, I mean, we've talked yeah. about different types of, you know, different types of edged weapons. Right. Um, but not necessarily. Yeah, that could that could make it even more. Um, yeah, even more uh, like a wider variety. Yeah, idea for a future challenge. Yeah, right <laughs> on. All right, so so do we want to unveil or reveal the uh, the winner of the viewer? The sure. Viewer well, challenge. Why don't I do these, Aaron, and you can do the the main challenge? So, actually, Dennis, you just do them both. You got the stats right in front of you. All right. So for the viewer challenge, the way it worked was because the viewers were voting for the main challenge, we had the, you know, all of the makers vote for the viewers. And we had 25 entrants, which was great. Yeah, and that was, I was, I was, I was a little surprised. And, you know, really, I was surprised at how many there were. For some reason, I was like, thinking there not, might not be that many, but that, yeah. was, that was really awesome. It was a great turnout yeah. for the first one. And we'll, we'll do better. This is the first time we did the viewer portion, and there was some things I wish we would have done differently, so we'll make it better on the next one. But yep. the way it worked is the, the makers got to pick first place, second place, third place for the knives that they liked, and then there was three points, two points, one point assigned to them. So we totaled all the points. So most of the points went to the top four places. 
So there was a big, a big gap between fourth and then everybody else, like in points. So I'm going to start at number four. Okay. So this, this knife was probably one of the most unique ones because it actually lit up. So this one was yeah. from Mark Vanderwerf, uh, 118 Blades. And this one had a, he had built in a special stand for this. And when the dagger sat on the stand, the entire handle lit up. <laughs> so it was very cool. So yeah, super that's, cool. That was so cool. The, uh, what was it? The, 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 the hilt had a positive and negative. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. It was a very cool idea. That was so cool. And he had, I guess it was just the, the stand was like two copper, you know, like stands. And then the, the end of the, the, the guard had the two balls on the end. So it could spin too. So right. he like, he's got the shot of it, like putting it on the stand and then flipping it around. And so it's like flipping and still staying lit as he flips it. It's so awesome. Yeah. And, and I, I should say that there will be a video that we'll all like either put yeah. up or share. They will have pictures of all 25 and especially the, the top four and yeah, the absolutely. winners of the main challenge. So everyone will see this, if not later today, when this, this podcast announces, but maybe yeah. Saturday, I got to figure out when I'm going to get that video done. But it, gotcha. everyone will see all these pictures. Yeah, and I was thinking, I was just making notes as you were saying number four before you go on to three, two, and one, um, that I'll get... I'll get pictures of them and I can post them on Instagram tomorrow with the, with the, uh, the video post or the uh, podcast post. So at least yeah. the viewers, the viewers, uh, the winners, of the viewers will be on there. Wait, but do you want to put that on there? I mean, if we're trying to force people to listen to our podcast, well, I won't put the, I won't put the dagger. <laughs> yeah, I know, the, but the dagger I, challenge winners, but I think you should, the... I think you should hold it until Dennis puts out his video. All right, maybe I will. Uh, we we, way, we can talk offline. We can talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on, number three. Th this was a very, very, I'll say, super clean lines on this dagger. Like it was really, really perfect grind, spiral fluted handle. So this one was from uh, Victor DeBonte. And um, it's like a blacked out blade. It has... I'm not sure exactly what the handle is. It looks like either paper micarta, maybe it's mammoth. I'm not quite sure, uh, but really, really nice. Like it, it kind of like, um, I, I'm just kind of describe what kind of handle or what kind of blade it is. Almost like a Quillian dagger, but has a really big wide pommel, but beautiful, super clean lines. Uh, so that's Victor DeBonte from Bobcat Forge. So he came in third, very nice right. dagger. Nice. Um, number two, uh, beautiful picture, but this is, um, it looks like a stonewashed dagger um, on the blade. It's, a, it's full tang, and it was kind of hand-hammered center, beautiful wood um, scales. with a, He picked a really large um, pin, because they could pick the size of the pin, so he picked a really large uh, of the mosaic pin. Oh, nice. Yes. And that was Matthew Rich from Lion's Pride Forge, who was also one of my Patreon members. All right, yeah, all right. Yours too, good, good. So good job, Matthew. And I think this is his first dagger. Uh, so he did an amazing job. So uh, really great. happy with that one. Uh, and he had, right. so just to recap the point, so Mark ended up with 10 points, Victor with 25, Matt had 29 points. And the wow. winner with 34 points was Paul Petro 
and he had a beautiful Damascus, um, looks like random, random pattern Damascus dagger, um, kind of like a Quillian dagger with a, a bit of a different handle, beautiful dark guard, had um, kind of like a silver with black spacer, um, and uh, I think it's like a green maple burl handle, just r really elegant looking, beautiful dagger. Um, beautiful so that's paul petro from brick road blade works so really good job all right congrats paul congrats, petro that's awesome yeah those super super nice yeah like you said i was i was very impressed by the the viewers knives that were that were put up and even like the, the some ones that were beginner ones up to the ones you could tell like really nice photographs people who have some you know some um experience making daggers it was just it, just such a fun idea and everyone had put like a lot into it and um yeah that was it was, a, it was a great idea and i think it turned out really well and those the the top four uh winners definitely deserve their accolades so congratulations now what were the stakes for the viewers dennis oh that's a very good point so yeah the, let's talk about that the uh the company mosa that um supplied the mosaic pin offered up um some worth of product but for first prize so this will be to paul a thousand dollars worth of product from their site Ooh, awesome yeah that's incredible um and then second place um was five hundred dollars from um mosa and then third Which is still incredible i i know right <laughs> and then third was 250 so that was just blown away by the generosity um and everyone who ordered a mosaic pin actually got a, a, an extra pin oh nice, so, nice. yeah That's so great. as That's as part of their order everyone who ordered a pin got a second one already oh, that's great how, yeah so, excellent marketing on their part right <laughs> yeah. how much how much how much was it to order a pin i think they were 20 bucks or 25 bucks it wasn't it wasn't much yeah. Nice. Now that's awesome. So, Dust, next time let's drop out. We'll go for the the viewer <laughs> challenge, and we'll get that thousand bucks. Yeah, because we didn't even have stakes like that in our yeah, challenge. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but thinking about it though, that's that's on purpose. Like, I, I'm happy that we don't have any kind of prize or money. Right. I love that we're doing this. You know. You know, we're all holding hands, singing kumbaya, all trying to, you know, bring each other up. But it really is on this channel. And anyone who thinks, and I've had a lot of people, a lot of people think that, oh, yeah, the big channels are just going to blow it away. And yeah. this one, again, we've had some people in, for the makers part of the challenge, come in from nowhere. Yeah. At, like, meaning, like, like it's really small channels come in and just hit the ground running like really score really high in this challenge and when i go over the uh, the, the the top few um you're gonna you're gonna hear some names that some of the listeners are not going to know and you yeah, definitely right. know get, no need to go check out these channels and check out what they're doing yeah absolutely yeah no i think i think that's right and like you said you know we keep saying that it's all about like the makers but it really isn't and i think like you know saying that the the voting is really it's for fun right because we because there's there's it pushes you to try to do something that's different right because if it was just like hey we, let's just all make videos and put them at the same time okay well where's the push right and so like you said 
Dennis, you know, you like live off of challenges and Aaron, you're like trying to do your best to really push and win. So like, we're all doing that to push, push ourselves forward as makers. What can we do? What can we try something that's different? That's going to stand out. And like, and everyone was doing that. And that same thing, we're all pushing everybody together. Somebody like Blackbeard who has, you know, over 2 million subscribers down to, you know, our newest members like B Cone, who's got a couple thousand subscribers, you know, all of these people are all being pushed together and pushed out together and we're all challenging ourselves you know at different levels of of what we can do as knife makers so um you know i think it's i think that you know making making the the voting a point of pride i think pushes us more than potentially winning something maybe you know like yeah if it was like a ten thousand dollar prize right of course then we would all spend the entire six months leading up to it building right. something that would be perfect <laughs> right. but but the fact that it's like a point of pride that it's like uh we're just challenging against each other to push each other forward that that is that makes it fun you know it's like let's have fun let's do something that's really going to push us and try to win because it's like going out and playing around of like you know, like playing ping pong against somebody. You're not winning for money, but it's fun to challenge. You know, to try to try to be better. <laughs> <Ping pong. laughs> yeah. Think, what, sorry. Yeah. I'll, now I was going to say another idea is, if if you don't do some type of sponsorship for it, it should be like a, a, a trophy or something. It it could be a community built ah, trophy or yeah. just just a simple thing to have in your shop in your videos to like brag every once in a while about and then it can be passed on and you could like etch the name of whoever wins and then like like the stanley cup or something yeah. brian we was saying, talked about that yeah brian was saying we need to get one of those like wwe like belts or whatever be cool too. <laughs> very great <laughs> or just the uh the the knife maker jock strap just gold <laughs> and uh, etch etch names on that yeah <laughs> All right. Um, good, so good. Let, let's talk about the the winner. So now I want to make when the when we're recording this, it's not actually done. The voting right. isn't done yeah. until Friday morning. So I'm going to tell you guys the top ten. I think the top three or four are pretty locked. I don't think those are going to change. But like seven through ten, uh, some of these are really close. So yeah. I'm going to tell you guys right now as of what is it? eight o'clock Pacific time. So 11, well, after 11 Eastern, yep. 11, what 20. the stats are right now. <laughs> All right. So in 10th place, the art of craftsmanship. Hey, hey made it in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. Was it, uh, there's a couple of people who are close to us, but, uh, but I was what just listening to, uh, the workflow podcast, um, today. And, uh, Brian was talking about like, being right on that edge. And I was like, oh, he's going to shout it out that all of his listeners are going to go over and vote for him. He's going to push me straight out of the top 10. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, when Aaron and I spoke about four hours ago, uh, you were tied for ninth, for ninth and 10th. We're a tie. Oh, man. <laughs> not, I didn't not, have some of my students vote for me. I was like, yeah, hey, you guys want to watch Now you're video? behind by a couple of votes, but it's uh, so close. Like, yeah. it's we can't call it yet. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So... In number nine is uh, Nord Artisan, and he was a late ad. This is Sven. Um, yeah. He was because, unfortunately, Take and Make, Eugene from Take and Make, um, who um, his family is in the Ukraine, so he decided to, to bail out of the competition, rightly so, when yeah, all that took off. So 
I contacted Sven and got him in. So he didn't have as much time as everybody else, but uh, he's doing well. He did a great job. And his video was so fun about that, too. Like right. how he played up on that. He was like, wake up and you're like, oh, I got to make a knife. <laughs> okay, I got a couple days. Let's go. He played. It was yeah. great. All I got from that is he sleeps in his clothes. He's one of the guys that when he, when he came into this, you know, his channel wasn't, you know, very big. And it, this just exploded his channel, yeah. this, this whole challenge. Right. That's great. Yeah. So in number eight, we have Mr. Brian House. Housework. Right, nice. Good job, yeah. Brian. Moving up into the top ten. Nice. And you know there's gonna he, there's gonna be no end of, of shit on this one. Brian Cohn is right above him. Oh nice. <laughs> they they oh, had a wow. big rivalry last time and, and B Cone beat him out last time, so they're they're gonna be battling. Yeah. <laughs> <Man. laughs> nice. Okay. Um so next it's six. One of one of my favorite daggers, like Aaron and this one, Drew Linninger, um, yeah. who's who had a beautiful dagger. Also did a Quillian dagger, um, beautiful dagger. And this kid is seventeen years old. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like crazy. I can't imagine making the stuff he's making uh, when I was seventeen. And also a small channel, but blowing things up. Heck yeah! Nice, good job. Yeah. Uh, in fifth is uh, Blackbeard, so I, I always expect right. good things from him. Always does great things. Yep. Yeah. yeah that was that was a cool. I like I like that he's like, I don't know that that dagger, um, that I think maybe looked the most like the way you think a dagger would look, but it had like such a nice kind of raw quality to it um, that it really felt like a tool that a knight would have been using in like the 14th century, you know, like I was like, Oh man, it turned out really good. Like big pommel. Like, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. A nice. Oh, it, we, we actually skipped over talking about B cone, Brian Cone's knife. And he oh, was yeah. the only one that did a push dagger, which was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of, cool. yeah. And that was really nice. That like the, 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 um, bronze, my, yeah. Bronze, my, yeah. He talked about doing the that. Bra so brass nice. or bronze, and then, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I forget. Uh, right, but he did a great video too, like incorporating like the um, gentry knives and all. And that yes, was, that was really cool. And and that piece of wood he had for the push dagger was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> so in number four, Mr. Aaron Lee at Ailey. Yeah, Aaron Lee. <laughs> you know, I had a. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you here real quick. I had a very serious conversation with my son. Because, we, you know, we see these stats leading up to this. Yeah. And my son, when he saw that I was in third place, because I just actually got bumped to fourth place. <laughs> that's how these voting can change yeah. rapidly. Yeah. But I was in third place, and he, he looked at me, and he was like, Dad, how, why aren't you upset? And I said, oh, buddy, there's 19 people in yeah. this competition, and we're all excellent makers. Yeah. I said, I'm happy to be in this competition at all, even if I took last place. And he's like, but dad, you worked so hard. And I said, yeah, but only one person can win. Right. And it was really a, a good conversation to have with them, you know, because he's seven years old yeah. and it's like, this is how the world works. Right. If I didn't compete out of fear that I wouldn't win, then I would never progress. Right. You, you had a you know you, you had a perfect uh, sitcom ending. Like the sad music would swell up, and you'd like, <laughs> but it's all right. You didn't have we didn't have to win this one. We all win. 
together. Right, 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 right. You know, and he's like, well, then, okay, Dad. Then your son says his catchphrase, his, his catchphrase and, and then the credits roll. But, yeah. but then you, you think about it like, okay, one winner, all of that. But the key is, would any one of us get as many views on their dagger at, if they would have released the video alone without being in the challenge? Right. 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 Absolutely. So I think we all win. It doesn't matter what the place is. It, we Absolutely. have more people watching right. the videos, and that's be serious. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And yeah, like absolutely. people talking about it, and you know, it, it, we're all just like, if not just the views and just the channel, we're getting like, you know, people are so, posting social media, Instagram, and Facebook, and all of that, and and podcasts. Everyone's talking about everyone and dropping names, and so you get this ability to be brought to the ears or the eyes of someone who may have never seen you and may have never found your video or your channel and for any other reason other than the fact that now you have 19 other people who are all in the same community all pushing out your stuff as well as their stuff yeah, yeah. that's cool i'm proud of fourth place oh yeah <laughs> and you never close. know maybe by tomorrow it'll be third place it could be <laughs> or fifth place <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah, you better start uh sending a it's Instagram posts and tweets right now during it's the podcast. Close. It's a close race, guys. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So in third, and this is one of the ones that I'm I'm really happy about, because um, this is uh, my buddy Spencer, because <laughs> I, I, I wanted him in this challenge. Um, he came in and he is third now. And if, uh, if, if listeners haven't gone out and seen his video, so Spencer... Yes, he made a dagger, but Spencer made his own steel. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that is amazing. He actually made Woot's steel for this dagger, and uh, totally unique. Like, maybe his dagger isn't like the unique piece, but the the fact that he made the steel, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, his dagger was executed oh, yeah. Yeah. extremely sure. well. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but what? Yeah. yeah go ahead. What I found fascinating was watching how his video built momentum mm -hmm. on YouTube the second week. You know, the first week it started out real slow and he was kind of in the back of the pack. And then, boom, his video started taking off with, you know, popularity. And it was like the votes started rolling in. And then he was in like fifth place or eighth yeah. place and then seventh place and sixth place. And then he overtook me. And it was like, wow. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, was yeah. Great. and that's yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, that that whole like, um, the like fourth to tenth or even the fifteenth place that it, it changed so much in these two weeks, which is really cool to watch. You know, people moved around up and down, and like, so it was kind of fun because I think for us we were kind of floated around that middle of the pack. I think at one point we might have been in eighth place. Um, but you know that that whole list of people that are in there, we all floated around evenly, which means that like people were struggling right there's like all these great makers that they really liked and they're like struggling to do it and so everyone's getting these kind of almost even votes it's really nice yeah it's cool yeah so so and spencer got i think he's up to like close to thirty thousand views on his on his video which is like oh, he's great. got and he's already almost tripled the number of subscribers he has in his channel 
which is crazy. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. I hope he's got some new content to put out and feed those new <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. The <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, we dropped, we put up the, the three tools for knife making video, and that's doing really well. You know, it's like it's just going right off of that, like last week's video for the knife day. Keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in second is uh, NSIC A. Lee, and uh, this was a super fun video to watch because the way the way he put all the little notches on the on the edge of the deck like put the yeah. serrations and then hammered them down like i i really love this build um so oh yeah really really nice he's the wizard on the angle grinder for sure <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i know it's yeah it's always super impressive when you see someone like use the and you know we got a lot of that type of comment early on in our channel it's like oh you're using these like really affordable tools that everyone has access to and, like nothing crazy and you're doing some wild stuff yeah i was thinking the same thing as he was like doing that with the angle ground i'm like oh my gosh it's crazy yeah but that yeah all the like all the little ridges and serrations and stuff he had at the bottom of the dagger was really cool looking yeah and he he did the same in the uh, in the bowie challenge where he did some amazing like work with i think it was like a die grinder like a dremel or something on his handle and just did really really tedious like it's really tedious work to do but it looks so nice when he's done so yeah he, he did a really good job nice all right i wish well, i had who... some type of like some type of thing here to do a <laughs> drum roll leading up to it i think we know <laughs> And for first place, we have <laughs> I'll, I'll Dennis with Tyrell Knifeworks with his amazing dagger for the third competition in a row. You can't announce yourself as no. the winner, Dennis. No, you can't. I was waiting. I was like, ah. <laughs> that was good. So we said if I, if I won the third one, they were going to kick me out. So we're, we're going to talk about uh, the changes for the yeah. next challenge. Well, there's been a running joke on the Slack channel. We've all decided that the next challenge, Dennis can compete, but he's reduced to using popsicle sticks and duct tape. <laughs> exactly. I can do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Be like, then if he wins again, then we'll all just stop making YouTube videos. <laughs> Start building like tricycles or something instead. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a lot of fun on that build. Um, it's probably not just my favorite dagger. It's probably my favorite knife design ever. Like I just love the Quillian dagger. So I, I it's it, gorgeous. It was, it was, uh, it was inspiring for me to do it. Uh, and I was actually one of the first ones done because I wanted to make sure I had it for Blade Texas in oh, March. Yeah, right on. So I was done in March and Wayne, I had to, I got to listen to all you guys struggle at the end. <laughs> oh yeah. Before I even started drawing mine, my wife told me that you had won. <laughs> no, I had to start mine with that kind wife. of defeatism, you know? <laughs> oh man. So you, you said you had that with you at Blade, Texas? Yeah. Cause I wanted that. The, nice. the thumbnail picture was, uh, was a pro picture from, uh, from oh, right. Cooper. Yeah, 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 right. Sharps um, by Coop, nice. That's yeah. great. Yeah, that's. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you obviously, you deserve it. It's not, you know, we all joke, but you definitely deserve that. It was such a spectacular dagger, and like, the one thing that Dev and I were talking about on the previous podcast, I think, was like, you know, we could we could also do different. Um, things that people could vote on rather than just like their favorite one you know they could vote on best design you know best damascus best like 
most interesting handle shape, most interesting, you know, best like profile or, you know, composition, all these things. And I think that your, this blade hit on a lot of those, like just the, the proportions were really elegant. The handle size, like the color, the beautiful wood grain you had that like the black, the really black that you got out of that steel with the shininess, like all these little bits and pieces that came together just turned out really beautiful. And yeah, you definitely, you definitely deserve first place. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but absolutely. Uh, it, it, having everyone <laughs> in the challenge and everybody watching all the videos, that's the real win. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Says a winner. <laughs> you know, yeah. speaking of what you just said about uh, the viewers being able to have different categories to vote in. Yeah. You know, we had all discussed that we need to change this up because the viewers do get to vote on their favorite knife. Right. But we kind of felt like we need a knife maker's perspective mm -hmm. to vote in it also so that we can critique those elements of these builds right. also at the same time. Right. So I think right. that's where Dennis is going to go next with this. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we want to so talk yeah, a little so bit about like about what, what our, what our goals are for the next couple challenge or next challenge or how the challenge, uh, the whole formats moving forward. Yeah, so the way it's going to work um, for the next challenge is we're kind of so, and I we we haven't all we don't have all the details worked out yet, but right. it's going to yeah. be the top three or four or five. We'll see. From this challenge, are going to move into like a judges challenge. So there's right. going to be like a very it's going to be five max. So there will be five judges. They will get to compete, but they'll only compete against themselves. But right. the the main challenge will have a viewer voting portion. So viewers will get to vote, vote against vote for their favorite judge knife, their favorite main challenge knife. But then the judges are also going to get to vote. So it's going to be weighted probably 50% viewers, 50% judges on those knives. And then probably the top judge will move on but everyone else will move back down to the main challenge and then the top three four from the next challenge will move up into the judges tier so so we think that'll make it pretty interesting how things move along and you know how we'll get more people in the challenge um, yeah. because now we'll have five plus twenty and we're always we want to bring in new channels. I think I've got four new channels on the list um, for the next challenge already. Plus, there's a couple that couldn't do it on this one. Hopefully, we can get take and make and a, um, a couple others that couldn't participate in this one. We'll get them in the next one. And um, you know, we want to get as many people as we we can. But because this is, and this is what I was alluding to early on, because this is. The, one of the main themes is to bring up channels, bring up new channels. I yep. want to, I want to have a, um, a make sure we have a, a good weighting towards new channels in the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, if we move Dennis out of this, other people can have a chance to win. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know, like like you said, I mean, once you have that that winners the winner circle challenge. Right, then you have these top people who did something that pushed them ahead by that much 
to win in the 20 and then those five are gonna they're at a level where they're gonna compete well potentially with the other people right so then you you have a much narrower field of view when you're when you're judging or when you're casting your vote you know it's not like okay well there's like 20 different you know and this one stands out like those top five are going to be the, the the top that really push to to challenge you know the previous winner yourself dennis so you know pushing again to challenge again is going to keep all of the everyone you know at the top trying to push harder and you know and see what they can do and try to do something more fun or you know do something a little bit different or or challenge themselves into a new thing that they haven't done before so I think that's it's a great way to like push those top the winners up to challenge themselves even more but then also like you said Aaron is to like open it up to have a group of people that could win and then move up to that next level so you have like this step up you know I think that's that's a great idea yeah and and we may we may leave room in the the judges whatever we're calling we haven't figured out the names for these things yet right (laughs) um for maybe a guest judge yeah nice so we'll stay tuned. We'll we'll see how things pan out for the next. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. If we yeah, can that. pull in, you know, another you know highly reputable knife making channel as a guest judge, right. I mean that that might be enticing to get one of these other players involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's yeah, a great no, idea. A great I think. Idea. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. I like that. <laughs> yeah, pull in some of those people who are who who aren't like relying on being part of a big challenge to help their channel grow that they already have that kind of growth in to to have them come in and compete against you know and see if, if they can stand up against the people who are winning you know from from the group of, of knife makers that are all pushing in the challenge well not only just that but from the judging aspect having another knife maker yeah. 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 that you know would would really be beneficial yeah. to judge the other 20 right yeah, no, yep. I agree. No, that's great. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I had uh, once the the last once the first competition was over, I had uninstalled Slack, and then Dustin would like update me and be like, "Oh, blah," and he kept going like, "Hey, why don't you join back in while we're while we're shooting this thing?" So I did. well, because because Devin kept asking me questions like, "What is this? What's this?" I'm like, "You, you're a part. You can join in and see the whole conversation." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah," and then I gotta download it again. I'm like. <laughs> so I did it, and then the amount of messages and the conversations about how to do it and what to change and why and who wanted what, I immediately uninstalled it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, you sound I like my mom in technology. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely did the old man. Like, it's too much for me. I keep getting updates. I'm at work. I, like, I don't you know what's Turn going off on. the alerts. He's like, nah, I got rid of it. That's too much. I love the Slack channel. Yeah. Talking to all these guys every day is the best part about these challenges. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and like I'm, I'm, you know, at work, like teaching my students, and my pockets just blowing up. Like bump, 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 bump. Like oh, must be something going on in the Slack channel. <laughs> right. It's great. <laughs> One thing that we do need to make sure that we do the next time for the viewer challenge. The viewers want to see the other viewers' knives. So we've got to create some sort of Facebook page or something where we post those pictures so that they can see, you know, I mean, they they put all this hard work in to create their knife. They don't know how many other people have entered. They don't know what the other knives look like. So they're just all hanging out there in the ether waiting to hear what happens. Yeah, that, I, I, I want someone to run run the viewer yeah. portion of this um, and kind of take it and run with it and like 
like put it up on a whatever, create it, whether it's a website or yeah, there's right. all kinds of things we could do. I need someone to, to take that part of it. Now, yeah. Could, you, yeah. could you just do another Slack channel for that or what? Well, no, we well, need it to be public. Yeah. Right. Oh, I see. Uh, I wonder if it could be like um, maybe like a Discord or something, right? Where if you're going to compete in it, then you can you can join the Discord. So that way they can all talk and do, I don't know. I don't know how we do right. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they want to gain notoriety like we yeah. all do on YouTube. You know, they right. don't have YouTube channels, so this is an outlet for them to compete without a YouTube channel. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if, if there was some Facebook page where we can dedicate to the viewer challenge. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, they might, some of these guys want to sell their products. Right. Right. You know, and this might be the push. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, it Instagram could be. Instagram hashtag. I mean, Matt Gentry right. did such a good job on his. Maybe I'll hit him up and see if he wants to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, neat idea. Yeah. But I, I do like the idea of possibly like a Facebook page or something like that where, um, you know, it, it, it's that community. It's all the people. Right. And, and it could be just that, like, it could be a, a like. I don't know. Knife maker ongoing or, page. Yeah. Right, yeah, or or like right. or yep. or you know, YouTube maker challenge, you know, something like that or like I don't know how you, how you would get it so that way it would be specific to the people who are part of it. But but you also want it to be open to all all the knife makers, you know, not not necessarily only people who are participating, but other people as well. So that way you have that community, that way they have that that um that audience that you said to like put themselves out there. Right, and if we build that up and get a lot of members, it might actually increase voting, yeah. which we increased the voting by 2,000 votes this challenge. <laughs> yeah, that was That's awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was then, great. Then in five years, you can you can have another uh, another contest, and then everyone come together at a knife contest con somewhere, <laughs> and then we all then we all brought then we do it live. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like where your mind is, Dev. <laughs> Moving us yeah, Think big. Like, think big. That's right. <laughs> I've got this con. <laughs> um, so, Dennis, we want to talk a little bit about the uh, the the next challenge. Sure. So, so I'll tell you, like, and everyone who who not everyone the the at first when we put in the voting, we put a new question in this time. What would you like to see for the next challenge? And the options were like the samurai challenge, which was like Tanto, uh, Wakazashi, Katana. I don't like that one because it's very limiting. It's exactly that. Right. But it was doing well. Um, fighter challenge, so any kind of fighting knife. Yeah. And then, oh, chopper. Chopper. Yeah. Yeah. So, so any chopper is wide open. It could be a kukri, it could be an axe, it could be whatever. Right. And then we were talking in the Slack channel like late last week beginning of this week whenever it was yep. and we talked about man wouldn't it be cool to do a fantasy challenge um because that's wide open like it's fantasy right you could do anything you want and then i added that so some people would have seen that as an option in the voting form yep. if you voted in the last couple of days that one grew so fast that in two days it already had like 13 or almost 15 percent of the vote so um, we figured that should be the winner. So we think the next one is going to be the fantasy challenge. Nice. 100%. Yeah. Let's seal the deal. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Fantasy I mean, it, was, it wasn't even close to linear. It was, it was a oh, spike yeah. in voting for the fantasy. Yeah. And because I, I think because that's, I think that's, that's what, what um, 
non-knife makers want to see. That's what they're familiar with, right? It's like the knives and the swords and the weapons that they know from, from fantasy. And those are the ones that they're, you know, they loved when they were kids and they imagined that their sticks that they were running around with were, you know, were like Aragorn's sword or, or, you know, who know, like sting or you know, like who know, like tons or, or like anime or whatever. Like the fantasy realm is so wide, you know? So if you're like basing off of something that's already there and some like fun, wild thing, and you know, have, why not have fun? Because none of us are making, you know, daggers that are going to be used as daggers, you know, we're not going out and like stabbing anyone. <laughs> So like, why not have fun and make something wild? Like, I think that's a great idea. And, and this one, like more than any of the challenges we've done, including the dagger one, we will see the most unique builds yeah. across all of the builds. Yeah, like, absolutely. no question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Cool. Nice. So all it's right. done. We are doing a fantasy build-off challenge. Right. That's right. That's awesome. And, we're thinking timing for that is going to be October-ish. So before the U.S. Thanksgiving, like definitely a month before that, because that just gets crazy when we get close to that in holiday season. So um, it'll probably, we're thinking, we'll, we'll get to the details, but we're thinking the videos will drop sometime in October. Awesome. Nice. That's great. So that'd be really fun. Um, you know, so everyone who's listening, keep your eyes open for that. You know, the nice thing is that when we get into that kind of couple weeks or a month or before you start seeing people starting to drop some hints of what they're, you know, kind of working on, like pushing things. And so keep your eyes out for those hints and all the, all the makers that you love, all those knife makers and some of those newer channels will start, uh, you know, getting the hype built up around that time. I got to tell you guys, I got a piece of paper here that already has some doodles on it for what my mind is going to look like. <laughs> well, you can't... So he had already decided on it before this podcast. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be done in two weeks. And then <laughs> and then your wife's going to be like, oh, you don't have any choice, no chance again. Like, thanks. thanks. I know. Thanks for the I know. I was boost. like, I was like, holy moly, I haven't even drawn out my design yet. <laughs> She's like, he won it. That's <laughs> funny. Cool. All right. Oh. Well, let's uh, let's start wrapping it up. Um, let's oh, do I got, some uh, – go, go ahead. I got one question for you guys. Um, sure. I just reminded me about October. You guys are going to Maker's Camp this year in October? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. I, I will be there this year. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's and, awesome. And – it's my birthday weekend, so yeah, seven too. <laughs> well, really? Yeah, it's mine. How dare you? It's my birthday weekend. Uh, no, I'm definitely going to be there. I don't know if my wife is coming or not. She hasn't decided, but I am looking forward to uh, meeting you guys, having a few Absolutely. beers, and uh, talking to you guys at Maker's Camp. That's well, more than a few. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, when's your birthday, Dennis? On the eighth. Ah, mine's the seventh. Oh, nice. All right, we're having, we're having drinks for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Maker's Camp is so much fun. It's because it's so informal. It's so like accessible. You know, like everyone's just hanging around, walking around, talking. It's just big open field and the tents, and you can go in and do whatever and you know, participate and watch people and hang out and drink and talk and build things and yeah, everything is just like there's uh I guess what Jimmy Dresser called it is like 
the Woodstock of of uh, Maker right. Fairs, you know, because <laughs> it's so like just open and all inclusive. It's so much fun. It was great. So after yeah, listening to you guys talk about it last time on the podcast, <laughs> I was like total total uh, depressed that i didn't go <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's gonna be great and and you know i think the build up i think there's a there's always that i guess this debate of like if it gets too big then it turns into something else but the like i think the amount of people that were there this year was probably double what it was the first year which was two years ago before the pandemic and um you know, it still felt, still felt very accessible, accessible. With, with that, you know, the double the amount and, and the area there, the resort of Blackthorn has the room to incorporate a lot more people. Like it never felt crowded, you know, so it could, it could have yeah. been, it could have been double again and still would have felt, you know, really good and really like accessible. So as long, as long great. as we can get the same camping spot right by the field. Exactly. I <laughs> love that camping spot. It's awesome. I would love to camp, but uh, I'm, since I'm flying in, I'm not camping. So uh, right. I'll be getting a room. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's fine. Too. Well, you know, it's like they're all there. So you don't have to go far as long as you get get a room you know, in the Blackthorn because they have ones down the road as well. So if you get an early, get one there on, in the Blackthorn Resort. Walk to your room whenever you want. You can walk there at you know eleven o'clock. You can walk, walk over to your room at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> call them tomorrow, and I'm booking it. There you go. Nice. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, let's let's do our recommendations. Um, I could start, or does anybody else have something they're ready to go? No, go for it. All right. So um, my recommendation is actually somebody that we met at Maker Camp um, this previous year, and let me. Um, quick i have it on scram but i want to pull up I have so i have it all here um so his uh it's uh noah spence um and noah actually um while we were walking around he was one of the guys that was like hey our craftsmanship you know we came up we started talking and we hung out with noah you know off and on all weekend really awesome guy um he has uh, his instagram is smiling smiling wolf workshop so at all one word smiling wolf workshop and he just posted a really awesome post about um he was part of a uh a, a star wars droid build challenge so he actually built a droid um you know like a model a mock-up of a droid in a little landscape or with like this little kind of dinosaur thing next to it super cool he put led lights inside the head and uh really awesome like this great little droid he kind of like kit bashed a bunch of different things to make his own new like star wars droid made this little model of it it's super cool so um go check him out he does some really cool stuff um he he actually just made his first knife recently and you know i helped him a bunch often you know behind the scenes with he had some questions and stuff and uh, he's doing some really cool stuff but uh, specifically this little droid that he made is super cool so check it out uh, noah spence and that's smiling wolf workshop on instagram yeah him and i had a great uh like nerdy conversation it was a, i think it was the last night of sunday night i think sunday night we're both sent, sitting on one of the benches and he had been burnt out on like shop talk especially me i'm not as much of a shop guy as everyone else and then we just started talking about the mandalorian and star wars and that's like three hours of nerd talk it was great (laughs) nice um i'll 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 do mine it's just i only watched one episode so far and uh dust uh 
your wife was talking about too, uh, Outer Range with oh, Josh yeah. Roland, kind yeah. of a cool Western sci-fi show. Um, like I said, I only watched the first episode, but it was really good, um, really well done, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on if it's worth your time. Um, yeah. I think like four episodes are out now, so we'll see. Yeah, it's um, it, it does a great job of kind of uh, jumping the barrier between Western and sci-fi. Because it feels gritty like a Western, you know, and Josh Brolin's so good at that role, like his, like, you know, no country for old men and stuff, you know, it's just, he's got that good gritty kind of like, you know, perfect cowboy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then so to put him in this kind of like weird sci-fi thing, like it's, it's, it's fun. Cool. All right, Dennis, what do you got for us? Um, so I just got a new tool in the shop, so I'm going to show nice. it as a maker of that tool. So I just bought a brand new rolling mill, which oh, I love. Oh, man. Jeez. <laughs> Come on, uh, Dennis. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so I just I released a video on that yesterday. Um, super fun tool. I'm so happy with this thing that uh, David Barfield uh, in Oklahoma uh, made that. Unfortunately... He actually, I said, do you want me to post your email or Instagram? He's like, no, man, I, I, I can't even take any more orders. He, he makes four or five of these a month. Uh, he's not, he, he's like hobbyist and builds these kind of for fun. But um, in my video, he, he, there's, a, there's a Facebook page that, um, that is linked in that video. So if you want to get a hold of him to get a rolling mill. Um, nice. Really, really cool tool. Um, I'm... I'm I'm looking forward to doing less grinding on knives because my stock is going to come out super flat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what a what an awesome tool. So, I mean, from what I've heard within the the community over the last couple of years, there are not a lot of people making those. So, a lot of people that have rolling wheels are like, you know, they're either making their own or they're getting one from someone who made one from them. So, if he's doing he's doing like somewhat of a production a couple a month. He's, uh, he'll probably have some, like you said, he's got plenty, probably plenty of business. So that's yeah, great. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it was like 1800 bucks. It wasn't like the cheapest oh, wow. tool. Yeah. But, yeah. That's not but, bad. Um, it's not bad for what it is and what yeah. it does. It's, it's great. Nice. That's awesome. Sweet. All right. Uh, Aaron, you'll finish this off. What do you got? Yeah, certainly. Um, I've got two real quick ones. Uh, I've made really good friends with Oleg Bashkovich. Mm -hmm. He's over in Russia and he does all the stabilized and dyed knife handle materials. The guy is just so genuine and sincere and his product is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Definitely go check him out. Knife-wood.com is his website. And uh, I mean, he's still shipping and, and everything's going good for him and he's trying to keep his head above water. You know, with all the crazy stuff that's happening over there, yeah, right? But, uh, you know, obviously he doesn't have anything to do with any of it. Yeah. Um, the other guy that uh, that I want to mention is Clark Taplin. Uh, I was introduced to him from Brian over at Houseworks. He he made Brian's forging press. Ah, yeah, right. And so I reached out to him, and uh, of course he upsold me, and I'm getting a forty ton forging what? press. What? Yeah, <laughs> nice. So Wait, you just I'm, want one I'm bigger anxious. than mine? That's all. I <laughs> I'm anxiously awaiting the uh, the arrival, but he did tell me it'd be about a 14 week lead time to make it. So. Uh, 40 tons! Holy smokes! 
Yeah, it's a dual piston floor model, so it should be uh, should put the the work at at the exact right height, which means now I got to build Brian's uh, new forge that he's building. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> nice. I'm letting him iron all the kinks out. I know. Don't just, you love Brian for that? <laughs> oh man, he is really going for it yeah, too. So great. I guess he should be the person I'm mentioning right, right. now. Is go check out Brian over at House. I've been <laughs> yeah, on the phone with him a couple of times over the last week. Like. Yeah talking about that forge build and because i'm about to, to build a new one as well so we're like comparing notes and yeah i i love building forges yeah yeah exactly well i love watching you guys do it so i can do it once <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah right. and dustin's just waiting for brian to send him one <laughs> exactly oh yeah i'm definitely due for a new a new forge i'm like I've, I've reached the limits of what mine can do. I don't even think I can get mine up to forge welding, but I want to try, like, I want to try some simple sand my, and then like push it forward. like, it's just seems it's like so much fun. What's more fun than like playing in the forge? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I was like, I, that's why I originally thought maybe I'd do a full, you know, a fully forged dagger. Cause why not try a bunch of new things and get some new tooling, but just a little bit, a little bit much. <laughs> I, I, I really don't like the feeling of, of feeling like I'm held back because I don't have the right tooling right. to be able to do something. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, I saved for years mm -hmm. to buy this forging press. This, this isn't just a pop decision. I've wanted this for a long time and it really came down to, you know, your time is worth money. Yep. It was going to take yep. me months to build the thing versus I could build knives and push that knowledge along building knives, yeah. selling them to collect the money to buy a forging mm -hmm. press. Yeah, yeah. That's, awesome. that's awesome. Right on. Sweet. All right. Sweet. Well, All right. Uh, well uh, before we go, before um, we go, Dennis and Aaron, I want you both to uh, just shout out, you know, give us the name of your channel, your social medias, things where we can, where the listeners can follow you if they don't already. So uh, Aaron, why don't you start? A Lee Knives, A L E E Knives is my YouTube channel, and uh, everything's linked to my channel, so go check it out. Nice, all right. And Dennis? Uh, Tyrell Knifeworks, that's T Y R E L L Knifeworks, and that's my, my Gmail, my YouTube channel, my Instagram, it's all Tyrell Knifeworks. Nice. And do you guys, uh, do you sell stuff regularly? Do you have like, you know, do you sell through Instagram or website or? I have a website, but there's nothing on it right now because of gotcha. all the journeyman knives and blade show knives and everything. I'll be glad to get back to Damascus and I don't have to do mono steel for a while. <laughs> That's one of your right. time to get back to Damascus. <laughs> and Aaron, how about you? I don't sell anything online and I don't take custom orders. I have a local gun shop. Uh, if I do have something that actually makes it to market, right. I take it out there and put it in a glass case and it's sold within a week. Oh, I, nice. I never have anything to sell, right. unfortunately. For, yeah. Sorry, guys, if you want to buy something, yeah, so sorry. Don't sorry. ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really won't take a custom order because I, I only want to build what I want to. Yeah. No, it's good. You yeah, know, and if good. you can do it, that's what. That's what most people say. Like, if you can do that and you're still selling, then why not? You know, why not just build what you want to build and sell it? It's great. And if, you know, if you don't care, if you don't, if you don't need to sell them and you're building them for different purposes or different people, things like that, I mean, that's usually what we do. I've, I've sold a couple of knives, but only because I had one or someone wanted one or it was more of like a friend or a friend of a friend or, you know, not really. You know, I, I like don't have enough free time to, yeah. to build stuff to sell. If, if Dustin's <laughs> making knives without me shooting, I'll be 
angry. <laughs> right. What are you uh, well, doing? I, we, we got things to do. We got stuff to make. <laughs> I never started making knives with the idea that I was going to make money. Right. Ever. Yeah. It was yeah, an right. artistic expression. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. I'll take a commission if it, like the sword, the the elven sword. I took that commission because the guy said I want an elven sword, and that was the parameter. Right. <laughs> so, nice. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. And I and I had full creative freedom, so I'll take those kind of commissions. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you had that like that freedom there and you can just they give like then then as long as you're not worried about like the timeline if you have the time to do it. Like that's the only thing I can think, you know, people like if you take a commission then you're then you're on a timeline or you feel like you're on a timeline, which would then exactly. push you, you know, so exactly but yeah like you said yeah having that creative freedom that's the first step right because that's what most of us you know i think i mean I, I can't speak for all knife makers but i think a lot of knife makers we like doing it because it's because it's something that we're interested in you know we like right. you know you take all these chunks of random materials and then you come away with this like beautiful tool that is so useful and is has such a long history it's just like it's a magical moment to like sharpen it and cut something with it and then use it. And it becomes like, you know, just like a, a friend, you know, I have uh, most of the knives I make are camping knives and things. So I, I use all my knives that I've made. I'll, I'll switch them out. I'll do like, you know, camping trips or backpack trips. I'll take different ones and, you know, cycle them in the rotation. And then, you know, it's like, I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I remember how this one feels like the handle is really cool on this one or something like that. You know, so. <laughs> That's where we differ. I don't own one of mine. I've never kept a knife that I made. Really? Oh, not even one. Oh my gosh, I have one. that's crazy. <laughs> well, because I know the next one's going to be even better every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, well, that, that's not true. I have the two so I have the Spartan sword and the Wakazashi and a kitchen knife because it has a flaw. That's the <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my friends love flawed knives because then they're like, that's for me. That's mine. <laughs> now, I mean, most of the ones that like if I'm making, usually if, if I'm making a knife, it's for somebody or it's for myself because I have like, I, I, I like what I have, but I, you know, after using it for a while, I realize, okay, there's some things I want to change or design elements that I want to change to like push it a little bit different. So then I got to change it, but then I got to use it to like, see if I like it. Right. So I'm kind of, it's like, I'm doing what someone might do if they were trying to create knives to sell, but I'm just not selling them. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, nice. I'm just making them better for myself. <laughs> I love it. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, thank you guys, Dennis and Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us again. It's a blast. Just like last time, um, it was nice. I was talking to Devin earlier. I was saying, oh, it's great. We don't have to worry about like the stuff that we have to tell our guests, the new guests. We don't have to worry about telling them new things or like things we always do. It's just like, oh, just having some friends back on and we'll just chat, see where it goes. So it was a blast. It's been so I fun. Had a great guys. Time, guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, make sure you head over, uh, check out Dennis Tyrell Knifeworks and a Aaron at Alien Knives. Uh, you can also head over to YouTube and check us out, The Art of Craftsmanship. Uh, head over there and subscribe, like, check out all the videos of all the makers, um, and keep your eye out for the new challenge coming up in October. Um, also, head over to Instagram, follow us all. You can follow Devin and I, The Art of Craftsmanship, and The Art of Camera Guy um, on Instagram to follow along with what we're doing in the shop and get some sneak peeks at things that are coming up and things that we don't make videos of, but I just fill my extra time in the shop and show those things as well. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys all so much for listening. It's been a blast. Congratulations, Dennis, for number one again. And Aaron for number four, both the top five. You guys are moving on to the, the winner's circle challenge. And uh, 
And it's been awesome to talk to you guys. Everybody, thank you all so much for listening. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye-bye.